Parliament resumed this week after an extended two-week break, and the politicians are back debating the new federal budget. The budget contains a promise that Canada will outlaw Holocaust denial. On Wednesday afternoon, though, the House of Commons is scheduled to give first reading to another Holocaust denial motion. And this one is a private member's bill that was introduced first by the Conservatives back in February. And they're word for word the same, except Saskatoon Conservative MP Kevin Waugh says the Liberals stole his idea and his bill is better because his calls for two years in prison for anybody convicted. The Liberals' version says nothing. And I want to know, A, why they took the bill, and B, what plans do you have with the bill, if you have any? Or is it, like I said, Liberals just taking the bill because they didn't want to give credit to the Conservative Party of Canada? I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Tuesday, April the 26th, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. So Canada finds itself in the strange position of having dueling Holocaust denial bills being debated in Parliament on the same week. And the timing couldn't be more awkward or ironic because Thursday is Yom HaShoah, when politicians and the Jewish community members and guests are set to gather with the Holocaust survivors at Ottawa's National Holocaust Memorial Monument for a solemn ceremony. So which denial bill does Canada's Jewish community support, the Liberal one or the Conservatives? Well, C just says they're not taking a public position, and what's important is that Holocaust denial gets outlawed in Canada, period. Coming up, we'll hear from the Conservative MP, Kevin Waugh, and later from the Liberals about why theirs is better because it's going to be approved faster. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I'm Robert Foxman in Montreal, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. Benebrith Canada's just released its annual audit of anti-Semitic incidents, and the report says in 2021, hatred of Jews was still breaking new records. And for the sixth year in a row, nearly 2,800 incidents were reported last year. And that included vandalism, harassment, and actual physical violence. And most of those physical assaults happened in May of 2021, when large anti-Israel rallies were taking place across Canada to protest Israel's two-week response to rocket attacks by Hamas. 18 people were charged. Bene Briss says while anti-Semitic incidents actually dropped in Ontario last year, they doubled in B.C. and Western Canada and rose by 20% in Quebec. Another interesting finding is last year, most of the anti-Semitism has moved online, probably because of COVID lockdowns, so people were staying inside and sharing hatred virally on social media. And now... We take a quick break for this important message. From award-winning journalist Marsha Lederman comes Kiss the Red Stairs, a compelling memoir of Holocaust survival, intergenerational trauma, divorce, and discovery that will guide readers through several lifetimes of monumental change. Marsha was five when a simple question led to a horrifying answer. She asked her mother why she didn't have any grandparents. Her mother told her the truth, the Holocaust. Decades later, her parents dead and herself a mother to a young son, Marcia begins to wonder how much history has shaped her own life. Reeling in the wake of a divorce, she craves her parents' help. But in their absence, she is gripped by a need to understand the trauma they suffered, and she begins her own journey into the past to tell her family stories of loss and resilience. Kiss the Red Stairs, available now wherever books are sold. And joining me now from Ottawa is Conservative MP Kevin Waugh, who represents the riding of Saskatoon, Grasswood. There are two 
Holocaust denial bills or amendments that are being debated at the almost the same time. Um, how does that happen? Yeah, how did the liberals take my uh, private members bill is what you're saying. In February, I introduced C-250, the Holocaust denial, uh, but then the budget came out. And then on page 275 of the budget, all of a sudden, line by line, uh, the government has stolen my private member's bill. So it's in a, a budget bill, which means uh, it's kind of interesting because usually budget bills deal with money. Uh, private members, of course, cannot deal with money, Alan. And uh, my bill did not have money, although it had consequences on Holocaust denial, you know, up to two years in prison, where the liberals, uh, I don't think, have any penalty in their, their bill. Which of the two is more likely to have the speedier, you know, approval, do you think, yours or an actual budget bill, which is an amendment to the criminal code versus a, a whole standalone bill, if I understand correctly? Could you walk us through that? Yeah, I can walk you through it. So uh, this is only my first reading uh, coming up here Wednesday. And so my second reading, actually, the second hour would be June 23rd. So you can see it's quite a bit unless I trade up which I could do, um, and then it goes to committee. So obviously the budget bill is quicker because once the budget does pass, and it looks like it will because the NDP is supporting the Liberals and they'll have enough votes on their budget bill, then uh, they take it over and then mine would uh, necessarily just die on the order paper. You were surprised that this totally. came out or you were not surprised? That oh, I was totally surprised, but I, I got a heads up early from one of the Liberal members from Montreal who saw it on the order paper in February and texted me and said, could I second your bill? Well, my party wouldn't like that very much, <laughs> that a Liberal supporting a, a Conservative private member's bill. So I knew something could be up, but I was absolutely shocked on budget day to find that they have uh, attempted to take my private member's bill for whatever reason. Uh, I think it's a clear attempt by the Liberals though to play politics. Saying that, uh, we need this um, you know, badly in this country. You know and I know the anti-Semitism, the rise of it is uh, certainly prevalent uh, during COVID. It always has been, but more so maybe during COVID. So. You know, I'm not going to stand on a soapbox and say it was mine. I'm going to say I had the idea and the government recognized that an opposition member, it was a good PMB and they've decided to take it. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting to see what the federal government does with this bill. I want to see if their bill has teeth. And if it doesn't, then I may ask the clerk if I can proceed with mine. Next up, we're joined by Yara Sachs. She's a Liberal MP for York Centre and Parliamentary Secretary to the Minister of Families, Children and Social Development. What role, if any, did you have in making that Holocaust denial amendment to the criminal code, which will sort of outlaw Holocaust denial, uh, be part of this budget? So uh, a direct role, actually, um, with conversations with PMO and with Justice. Um, so actually, let me take a step back. Let's be clear that... Legislation is important and, and, and amendments to the criminal code are, are important so that they suit the needs that we have in addressing anti-Semitism and, and hate and Holocaust denial in this case. But we can't legislate hate away. It's not going to work. 
Um, there is, and, and, and this is really directly related to the budget and, and what we see this year. And it's something that I've been advocating for strongly since I came in is that we need a toolbox. And that toolbox includes Holocaust education. It includes making the amendments. We have, we have legislation, we have aspects of the criminal code that deal with hate. So how can we improve upon them? And amendments to the criminal code allow us to make the adjustments in existing legislation that court systems are familiar with to enhance what already exists, to create that, aha, this is this, but I should be using it for this. To make those shifts and changes, because if we keep just adding legislation after legislation after legislation, we're going to be spending a lot of time training judges and training training attorney generals to to pick and choose which, which, which piece do we need. We don't need 50 pieces of legislation to address hate. We need clear guidelines and clear mandates, mandates for the judiciary to use to apply when needed in the appropriate manner. So let's make the correct amendments, which was my advocacy at the time, to, to, to get it right. Are we specifically talking about Section 318 and 319, which pretty much already covers hate speech and vilification? And then you're going to use those same two provisions and stick the word Holocaust denial and anti-Semitism in, or is it going to be changed? I am not a legal clerk, so it's not for me to to comment on where it's going to be put in. I leave it to people who are much more versed in 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 how to make the appropriate amendments to their criminal code that makes sense. Um, we're very fortunate to have Yasser Nakvi as a, as a colleague um, in caucus now. He's one of the first AGs to really test the existing hate crime legislation in in terms of whether it works works or not works. And um, I trust him and, and other colleagues who are far more versed in, in the legal ease of this to get it right. So this this amendment to the criminal code didn't have in the in the lines that we read in the budget provisions for penalties or anything. Does that mean that they're going to use the existing penalties, which is up to two years? Or do you have any idea how it's going to be? Again, I can't comment on that. It's That's really something that justice will have to unpack and look at. Why did the government I'm going to say borrow a motion that had been already introduced uh, earlier this year by uh, opposition, you know, Saskatchewan MP, which is pretty much the same thing. Why did they just say, okay, we're going to do this as a government? Because we, as a government, in in deciding how we put things on standing order tables and moving legislation through faster amendments can, you know, it's about efficiency as well. A whole new piece of legislation needs to be brought forward. It needs to be tabled. It needs to be debated. It needs to go to committee. It needs to come back. Um, amendments, the, the the process for amendments on existing legislation generally tend to, I mean, I'm working on C233, which is also an amendment um, in, in many ways um, to existing legislation that uh, Rona Ambrose put out several years ago. Amendments work faster. Um, there is more consensus building on them. I, I mean, I don't think there wouldn't be consensus building on Holocaust denial. Um, to be frank, but it's how do we get to an efficient place in, in creating good legislation? I guess what I was wondering, though, about the optics. This came from the opposition, as did a motion on banning symbols like the swastikas came from the NDP as opposed mm-hmm. to from the liberals. So a lot of people in the community were surprised in, in February and when this these two came out after the truckers. Right. I think we have to look at each one on the merits of where it already exists in legislation and where it doesn't. So even with the 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 motion on the the Nazi symbols, there's there's a lot of issues with it. Um, I just had very heart-to-heart conversations with members of my own community who are from the Jane faith who are very upset about this motion, uh, the swastika motion, the way it's put forward, because the traditional swastika symbol is a sacred holy symbol to the Jane and Hindu communities that was then co-opted 
by the Nazi regime and turned. So the traditional swastika symbol, everything is, there's dots in between and it's, it's not on a diagonal, it's, it's, uh, it's horizontal. But nevertheless, not everyone is familiar or educated enough to know the difference or the origins of the swastika symbol. So even the language of, alone of how it was put forward is actually quite disruptive right now within the Hindu and Jain communities and they're extremely upset. So how do we find the right language here? That language doesn't exist in the original in the criminal code. That language doesn't exist in mainstream discussions. Um, so one of the things I've suggested is that we talk about the Nazi symbol or the Nazi swastika. There needs to be a clarification of language. We're almost a year out from last May, and mm-hmm. Israel and Hamas were in a war, and uh, this community felt probably the most unsafe it's felt. Is the Jewish community? safer today than it was in the summer of 2021 because of what the liberal government has been doing so i so where we sit today i think i'm hopeful i'm very hopeful we i recently did a roundtable discussion with minister mendicino um with many of the stakeholders at least in the toronto jewish community and we talked a lot about a lot of things um we talked about the bricks and mortar pieces but we also talked about where we are from last year to this year. And the consensus around the table was it's time for us to reach outwards for that help. And I think that, I think to be able to ask for help or to build bridges, education and and reaching out across for allyship is really important. And in order to be able to do that, one has to feel a relative state of safety or resiliency in order to want to do that. So I'm hopeful. So when I hear that, it's a work in progress. But to me, that is hopeful. To me, that shows that um, we feel safe enough to, to extend beyond ourselves. If you want to follow all the intrigue, Kevin Waugh speaks about his Holocaust denial bill on Wednesday afternoon, together with Conservative MP Melissa Lansman of Thornhill, who seconded his motion. The other parties will get 10 minutes each to respond. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Larry Miller of Toronto. He greeted me on Saturday morning in synagogue when I went in person for Yisker. And we'll end the episode with this clip from Benebris Marvin Rotrand, who was speaking Monday in Ottawa when they released the 40th annual anti-Semitism audit. The increase in anti-Semitic incidents in 2021 was driven mostly in four provinces. British Columbia, where the number of incidents rose from 194 to 409, an increase of 110%. Alberta, where the number of incidents went from 95 to 149, or 55% increase. As I mentioned, Quebec, we have to be prudent about. The number of incidents went from 686 to 828. As mentioned before, 20.7% more incidents, but making Quebec the province with the most number of incidents. And finally, equally troubling, is Manitoba, where the number of incidents went from 99 to 223, over 120% increase. (laughs) 